on this week's episode. Visit Orlando breaks down the facts. Find out how you can purchase merchandise to support the industry. Get your frosting ready. Morgan Hunter is here to make cookies with us. And get to know me, Ashley Germano. You are now listening to Swag and Repeat. Repeat. The voice for Orlando's meeting and event industry. Good morning and welcome to Flag and Repeat. We are coming to you taped from Zoom in four different locations again. This is episode 49. Uh, we are a weekly podcast that covers the networking events that makes up Orlando's meeting and events industry. We bring you the available jobs, we cover the breaking news, and we chat with industry professionals about what's going on in Orlando. You can find our old shows, leave five-star reviews, and share our podcast by subscribing to us on SoundCloud, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. You can also keep up with us and interact with our hosts and listeners on our Facebook page. Hashtag swag and repeat. Or follow us on Instagram by searching for swag and repeat. I am one of your three hosts, David Bucklew. Joining me as always, we have Selena Molinax and Joe Essential Truitt. And today we have a special guest, Ashley Germano. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Hey, Ashley. Good to have you. All right. We always start the show with our question of the week. And our question of the week will be, what is the first thing you want to do when we get out of quarantine and back into business? We'll start with Selena. Thanks. Of course. The first thing? I don't even know. Like, What have you been missing that you networking all the people in the industry and seeing them face to face so whatever's the first event back i will be there all right mark that down selena will be at your first event so just make sure you invite her what about you uh joe I don't know if I will rush quicker to Disney or to the airport, but probably the airport. I just need to take a trip. Like I feel like I've been um, not able to, to even think about the future. I still have to plan my honeymoon, potentially, um, if that still is at the same time. So I'm really looking forward to that. Great. What about you, Ashley? I definitely agree with the airport. I know you guys know that I have a hairstylist hookup, so I don't need to go to the beauty salon, but I do need to go to the nail salon. So um, nails and um, definitely a restaurant, which I think is funny because that would also mean that I'm ready to run back to work, but I'm definitely ready to go back to work and eat in a restaurant as a guest. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm the same with you. I just can't wait to go to a restaurant. I'm going to stay there forever and just keep drinking beers and getting chicken wings and just watching sports. And oh man, I miss those days. (laughs) All right. Now that we got that all away, let's talk about some of the events uh, that we had last week. And we'll start with PPN. We had just missed this one because we recorded Thursday morning. But Selena, do you want to give us a recap on PPN? Um, So it was great. It was done via Zoom. It was virtual. There were a bunch of us on there. I would say at least 20. I know we were all there. So Swag was representing. Um, It was very organized as they always are, but it was interesting to see it flow through a Zoom instead of live where there's a lot of people and you get distracted. But um, Hasim, I'm in, talked about Black and White Weekend and what that's looking like now and how hard all the volunteers and donors are working for that event that may happen the first week of May. And we had Talia on there and she gave wellness tips as she always does. She had us do one live virtually, so that was Fun. What else? Still serving announced their shirt during PPN. Yeah, we we'll talk about the, that uh, later too. Still serving on later in the show. So yeah, I thought it was great. It's always great to see people now virtually. Um, it's interesting to see everybody adapting. Right, we also to an had Mace coffee with the board, and I think Joe and I got to go on this as well as Selena. I thought it was really cool that they have such an open forum um, with just like open communication as to the next steps and they want their uh, members to be involved in that process as uh, they went through and, and brought up each of the board members and introduced them obviously Selena is on the board and, and can probably talk a little bit more about this but as a 
as a non-member or non-board interactant, I thought it was really cool um, that they really just, they had an agenda, but they also opened it up for feedback and how the, how the chapter wants to move forward together. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Selena, did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I was going to say, it's those conversations that we're having now between events that typically happen or like I was talking to Carlin Tribble over at Florida Citrus Sports about Sideline Wine and Dine and what that's going to look like or how they're going to adjust. And the same thing is what organizations like NACE are doing, you know, depend heavily on sponsors and donors. And, you know, we usually have centerpieces sponsored and linen and venue space and all of that. And we are, we understand that due to the change of the industry and the impact that we've all had in this last month, that might not be the case right when we come out of it. People might not be able to sponsor everything fully. Um, like, for example, Christie's Photographic is amazing. I feel like they sponsor everybody's photography for every single meeting everywhere in the country. That's just how it seems. But maybe they won't be able to do that. So how do we as an organization who has members that we need to serve adjust and align ourselves to still be able to serve our members, but maybe we do it differently? So things are going to look different is what the point of the meeting was um, and we want everyone's feedback and how do you want that to look once we come back. Great, yes. And I, and I really thought that was great how they asked for everyone's feedback. They even had somebody from their international board or maybe national board as well on the call. Yeah, we had our SESLC chair on the board just to help people if they had questions about, you know, like the national conference or membership or things like that. Uh, we also had this week the Visit Orlando webinar. And it was presented by Daryl Cronk with Visit Orlando, and he gave some of the numbers, kind of figured were, uh, but he gave them uh, out in a presentation format. And we did put a bunch of the slides uh, that they had from the webinar on our Swag and Repeat group, so you can definitely re review through that. One of the things I noticed was uh, the occupancy now is significantly lower than other downturns that we've maybe experienced, like September 11th or uh, the 2009 era. And one of the, the remarkable numbers was that the occupancy now is looking to be around 14%. And September 11th, it really never dipped below 39%. So, Joe, did you have any other perspective on that webinar? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was um, the recovery time. So they were talking about um, discounting, which, Dave, you might remember this when we went to the experience with Semi Town Hall. Um, DT was talking about, hey, guys, I know you want to have the lowest prices and get the little business that there is, but it takes so long to get back from that. Um, and they kind of talked about that for the visit Orlando and saying that in the 2008 and nine, it took well, I'll start with 2011, it took 55 zero months to get back to where the pricing was um, beforehand. And then in the 2008 and 9 era, it took over 70 months, 70. So six years to get back to where it was um, as far as, as the pricing structure of the community. So that really hit home for me, um, just trying to, to wrap my head around that and, and how long it's going to take to get back to where, where we need to be. Right. They also did highlight that it's going to be a focus on maybe the drive market for the next couple of years, uh, trying to get Florida residents, uh, maybe in Southern Georgia residents as well, to drive down to Orlando. And that's probably where you should spend your marketing dollars versus uh, international. They said international, you can pretty much consider Brazil and Argentina market won't return to what it was for quite a while. But he was a little optimistic about UK and Canada, Canada particularly because those people can drive and they have traditionally dri driven down here. So if you're looking for international, you probably want to focus more on Canada and the UK. And Selena, did you did you ever get to watch the webinar? 
I did not know. See, I, with all these webinars, I like them live for some reason. Once they go on demand, I just, hmm, yeah, I skip it. She has to be the first to know. <laughs> like, I don't want this secondhand cliff note stuff. I need to know it all. <laughs> all right. Pretty much. All right. Other events we had this week, uh, the Imprint Town Hall uh, took place on, what was it, Tuesday you said? Yes, that was Tuesday. So this is Imprint Group. It was national. It was free. It's the second one they've done. Again, a lot of great information. They keep saying, they're a DMC, so they kept saying throughout that they're not experts. They just are attending a lot of webinars and getting information and just resharing it, which is amazing to see that too. Um, what was neat in this one, it was the first time that through all these webinars on a Zoom, they used the breakout rooms. That was the first one that I attended. So they split, separated you based on if you're an employer, an employee, or a freelancer, and they put you into a different room. And then you went into that private room, talked about whatever, and then you all left that room and went back to the main room. So that was cool for me to see that functionality on Zoom. You also had a chance to take part in the ILEA Spotlight series, which was on Hello Florida. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, since I'm now covering the South Florida market, I'm trying to familiarize myself with the people down there that I've never really networked with. And two of the people from Hello, um, Kathleen and Vanessa, were on this panel slash get to know me type of webinar. And that's all it was. It was, what's your background? How did you get here? What do you love about your job? How do you feel about vendors? Where do you get your ideas? Great. All right. And then Shannon Taryn had some office hours and you had a chance to stop by her office virtually. Yeah, I'm a fan of Shannon Taryn, if you can't tell. Um, she had her office hours again for the month of April. They're every Wednesday from two to four. It's free. It's a Zoom. You just hop on. And before last month, I say, you could talk about whatever. So any question you had that she's an expert in, she would help you. Or even if she's not an expert, like we had a whole session on Instagram. Those are fun to interact with. Last week, the topic was about stock email lead follow-ups. So making sure you now that it's downtime, you're able to build your stock templates or lead follow-up or any of those emails. She gave a bunch of ideas. She always records the webinars and either uploads them on YouTube or just has them if you want to ask her for them. That's always a good time. Right. Did I catch that you now cover South Florida? Yeah, I slipped that in there. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to um, movie night with Techniche Creative. So we're recording this before this happens, but they are starting a movie series at their warehouse. And uh, this first week, they are showing Dr. Doolittle. So I guess they have the equipment and they have the um, transmitter or whatever you need to make that work. So check out and follow. What they're doing with it is it's social distancing safe because you just, it's a uh, like, a, like a car night. Drive Do you know what I'm talking about? Drive-in. Drive-in. Drive drive yeah. yeah, it's a drive-in. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everyone else knew what it was. <laughs> have you ever been to one, Selena? Have you ever been to a drive-in? I don't think so. Maybe Dave, go. Ashley? I haven't either. I think once in high school, I went with uh, Eric. Oh. <laughs> we didn't really watch much of the movie, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, goodness. <laughs> this turned away. Let's keep doing 13 real quick. <laughs> <laughs> With that, let's take a quick break to hear from our friends with Still Serving. 
So I am sitting here with Heather Bedore of Starlit Productions, and she recently started a Facebook group called Still Serving. Heather, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what Still Serving is? Yeah, absolutely. So this was a group that my friend Kirby and I had created. We joined forces to showcase both restaurants and bars that were still serving. Uh, they were going to be doing the reduced capacity that had originally been put forth. And then once we were in a shelter in place and only the curb side and takeout, we really wanted to focus on who was still able to provide those services to the community as an essential service. Within that regard, we started off with 30 members. In the last three weeks, we've gotten about 2,000 members. This is really geared towards locally owned and operated restaurants. We have some corporate restaurant partners as well. They're our group itself. They share menus, they share marketing ideas. They're joining a network of people that they're able to combine forces with, really you know, go out and do deliveries together and save gas and save time and build this family and community. So what is talked about on this Facebook page? Like, what is a post like or what are you talking about within the group? Sure, so we have posts as simple as, hey guys, check out our Easter menu coming up or our Passover menu. Hey, so I was having a problem with how we were marketing our uh, new curbside menu or I'm stuck with whatever kind of takeout menu we're doing because we have such a vast menu. How do we reduce it? And people are jumping at the opportunity to try to help each other out. I like to try to post at least once a day something that's positive that's happening in the community. I shared it an Orlando Sentinel article about a ride along we did with delivery and what the community is like out there. People are staring at fans. They're looking at these delivery trucks and you know really appreciative and we're doing a good thing for the community. I get chills just thinking about it. But incredible to to be able to help that along. And um, I'll post something as simple and easy as Disney World released a Dole Whip recipe. Anything just to get involvement to keep everybody going. And I always make sure to say, look, we're all in this together. We want to stay alive and thriving and we want to help you guys out. You have 2,000 members within this Facebook group, but how many restaurants do you think you're actually representing? I would say about 98% of them are our restaurants. So we have hundreds upon hundreds of restaurants. Is it simple to just type into Facebook Still Serving and you'll find the group? Still Serving, or you can actually go to www.stillservingflorida.com. It'll take you right into our Facebook group. All right, so obviously we can help these restaurants by going and getting takeout or, or delivery from them. But it seems like you've taken a step further and now you're helping them in other ways. Can you talk about those other ways? Yeah, there's a lot of ways that people can help us. You can go directly to our Facebook page still serving and click like follow the members that are there look at the restaurants that are available that are still serving if you don't want to go through the hassle of looking through Facebook we also have it directly from our website www.stillservingflorida.com if you prefer to go on Instagram you can actually find us at still serving central FL on all of those options you'll find a couple of things which we implemented to really try to help out our restaurant partners and make this more of an exciting and fun time for you your family and your friends. We have complimentary bingo games that feature our members that are free to play. And if you hit bingo, all you have to do is show us your receipts and you win gift cards for your area of whatever restaurant we have available on that bingo card. Those are free and it helps drive the business. We also have from I Know A Guy t-shirts and more. It's a veteran owned and operated local Orlando business. He has created these incredible t-shirts for us. It just has our awesome little logo that's still serving with the orange because we started in Orange County. The shirts are made 100% with U.S. products. They're $17.76. You can find them on our website. You can find them on Facebook at the top of the page. For every shirt sold, 
you're getting about $14 going to be donated to the Still Serving Fund. What the Still Serving Fund is being created for is locals helping locals. It's a very grassroots movement that we want to be able to help out those restaurants that really need it, whether they've had to close their doors or they're losing a lot of food. And we really want to make sure that we can provide to our community. And we're back. Let's start off with our promo section. So we did have a baby this week, and I'm going to let Selena say this. We all had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of feels like we all had it. So, Selena, do you have the details on this? I was going to say, it it does feel like we all did just because we were all cheering on for Laura Fletcher. Laura and Clay had their baby girl, I think it was last Thursday, April 2nd, whenever that was. Um, And baby girl Isla Maris was born. So that's exciting. We're all happy for you and the family and also glad that you're able to quarantine with each other and bond as a family. I like the picture that she posted with uh, her and Clay with the face mask on and the baby didn't have one. And I'm like, oh, why didn't she get a little baby one? But then I, I, I read somewhere that that's really bad to put that on a baby. Because they can't breathe, David. Yeah, and I have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they all got to where they are. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Erica. <laughs> yeah. All right. We want to wish. Well, here, wear this for a little while. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, at nine years old, I think they'll be fine. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. We want to wish a very happy birthday to Paul Fostock. I know him. What does yeah, that name sound familiar? I know familiar? him. Happy birthday, Paul. I know Paul. him. He's like Yay. our number one listener. Uh, he really, oh my gosh, he catches me on things all the time. I'll be telling him about something. He's like, yeah, I know. I heard it on the podcast. I'm like, oh, fair. Okay. Thanks for being involved. <laughs> How old is Happy he turning? Birthday, 31. 31 years old. All right. Congratulations, Paul. That's awesome. And then our good but I friend. I will have to miss the ladies networker because of that, but that's okay. All right. And then Mandy Jacobs. Is having a birthday on Friday as well. Yay! Happy birthday, Mandy. Yes, I had to look it up, or I looked it up, and it was Amanda Jacobs on Facebook. I'm like, who is that? Because I, you know, yeah. used to me. <laughs> that's a different person. No. <laughs> like, there's also an Amanda Jacobs that I'm friends with that has a birthday on Friday. So put them together eventually. Uh, but we do have a Michelle Brooks update. I I talked to Michelle Brooks um, at the CMP training this past week, but I didn't get much of an update. I think it's all kind of business as usual right now as far as the the work situation, but I think everyone's just trying to make the best of everything, and, and she's definitely a positive forward thinker, so thank you, Michelle. All right, and she's also going to appear on the Gab session? Is that how they're Sure, called? yeah, Gab we can session? call it whatever we want. It's brand new. We'll rename it. She won't care. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, Gabrielle Marino with Imprint Group started her own thing, and it's Gabs with Gabby, and it has a really catchy title that I can't remember right now. It's something like Little Talks with Big Leaders or something like that. Um, she had an interview last week with Ed D'Antonio from Swan and Dolphin, and it was really interesting to get to know part of his background, what got him to where he is, and he shared some really funny or maybe embarrassing stories. Um, so that was really cool just to feel like you're having a conversation with somebody that, you know, I look up to. So what's exciting is Michelle Brooks, somebody else I look up to is going to be on it this week on Wednesday. It's if you look up Gabs with Gabby on Facebook, there should be a page that you can like. And then once they go live, you can see it. It's a really short, you know, little talk. So it's about 15 minutes and you can ask questions ahead of time. So if you have any questions for the Michelle Brooks, you can go ahead and post them on that Facebook that's so exciting. I love that. Yes, I'll be on there as well, definitely, to thank her for coming. We want to <laughs> <laughs> do an FAU course recap. 
Any news on the, the FAU class? I know all four of us are taking this course. I mean, I think the whole world has taken it. Um, like 70,000 70, people. 70,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the only, the only, well, what I want to say is that I somehow just randomly searched it on Facebook and I found a study group type thing. So it's a Facebook group somebody created for everybody else in the FAU certificate course right now. So that's really exciting. If you want to look for it, just go ahead and search it. You'll see that we're all on there. And it's just a way to interact and engage with each other. But what I love is the ideas that they've had about us doing like a major 70,000 people graduation, um, which is probably not going to happen. But what will happen is all of us here in Central Florida and Orlando will get together early May or whenever, you know, the world opens and celebrate the fact that we all just went through this the month of April. Cool. Um, Another thing with it is if you're interested in the FAU course, obviously the month of April is already happening, but you can, there's a wait list for, I guess, the month of May or, you know, to continue. They had such a big interest in it that they kept going. Did we end up with 60,000 people this course? I want to say it was 70,000. There was already 60 or 70,000. I don't know, but there was like another 10,000 on the wait list weeks ago um and it's really amazing that fau is offering it if you haven't heard about it it's an executive education certificate from the florida atlantic university which is typically a 900 dollar course it i want to say 1.5 ceus but it's 15 hours of education and you would when you end you'll have a certificate in hospitality and tourism management no i was just thinking that this whole certificate program is basically like the Zoom call happy hour situation where like everyone's trying to get on at the same time and they have so many questions and they can't figure it out. Um, you may have just said that, but like that has been the funniest thing to witness like on this side of it is just watching everyone's freaking out. Like I have time for this right now. I really need to get it done right now. And it happens at the end of the month. So I thought it was hilarious that there was 47 emails that went out left. Well, and we were talking about it before with Ashley because boyfriend is taking it and he's in another country. And we talked about how there's people from 146 different countries taking this course right now. It's interesting to be in such a diverse group. All right. Well, hopefully next week we'll have a, a recap of how that first class went. Yeah. Hopefully we take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we put on Swag and Repeat our Facebook group a couple of polls to kind of see or gauge our audience on where you're at. And one of the ones we asked was based on what you're reading, your expertise, maybe your best guess, when do you think we will be off the stay-at-home guidelines and non-essential businesses can start opening back up? And we gave the option of May 1st, May 15th, May 31st, June 15th, June 30th, July 31st, or Labor Day, or the uh, this is never going to happen, we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives. And the option that was the most popular was May 31st. So as an industry, locally, we think that we're going to get back to business after May 31st. you guys have any thoughts on that? It might be a little optimistic, but I think everyone's just like, yep, that's the date because I can't do this anymore. Like, I'll pick that one. I picked May 15th, but I guess I was way too optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was the third choice. June 15th was the second choice and May 15th. So, so, so as a group, we think sometime between May 15th and June, June 15th. But there were a few people that picked... Uh, July 31st, which that scares me. Well, I think, too, that it's, like, the, the difference between, like, getting back up and running and being able to go to work are two different things. So it depends on, like, what their perception of the question kind of was. Like, is it being able to go out of the house and go to your office, or is it being able to be back up and running? So, like, from a restaurant standpoint, 
for us to be back up and running, it will take a month after we're able to get our associates back to be able to do what we did before because you have to start over basically like a new store opening. So I think that while, I mean, hopefully we can have people out of their houses by May 15th for sure, um, being back up and running, I think is going to be closer to June. So you think it takes about a month of, of runway, I guess you need to get back up to speed? Yeah, for what we for what we do, um, I mean, obviously, other other kind of companies can probably um, either take more or less time. But for the restaurant industry, you, I mean, you have to think about it. When you come back in, you have to, even though we clean everything every single day, you still have to repolish every single piece of silverware, every single piece of glassware. We have to retrain everybody on the menu. Those guys that haven't cooked anything in six, eight weeks, they have to relearn the recipes. So it's um, for us to be able to open back up to the caliber that we need to for our guests, it would take a month. It's, it's just like a new store opening. All right. Another survey that we asked was we were trying to get a, a gauge of where our listeners are at. Uh, we asked if they are an employee, are they working reduced hours? Are they furloughed temporarily? Are they working the same as normal? Did they get laid off? And then if you're a business owner, we also asked uh, if you're a business owner with reduced business, business owner with temporarily closed, or business owner working the same as usual. And as far as the employee uh, portion of it, it seems like a good majority of our listeners are still working. They're just working reduced hours, salary, or schedule. Uh, but the second was furloughed. So we were seeing, I think that is primarily where our listeners are at. And same with the business owners. Uh, there was really only one uh, person that said they were working same as usual. And then as far as employees, there was only about 10 or 11 that were working the same as normal. And I think a good majority of them were uh, venues or government related or restaurants. I mean, thank you for participating. We realize it's a tough time for everybody, but it was great for me personally to see where everyone's at just so that I can be sensitive to the situation with knowledge instead of just assuming the worst. So that was good. It was great to see that the temporary furlough, I like how that was worded. So now that's how I'm going to go with it. Nobody's furloughed. They're just temporarily furloughed. Does sound better. Yeah. And I was going to comment on Kaylin Taylor, who said business as usual, nothing's changed. I was going to comment and say, what the heck? Like, what are you doing that we're not doing? But I mean, props to you um, as a business owner and a meeting planner to continue working hard. And I get it. I mean, just how all the wedding planners had to reschedule all these postponed weddings. I'm assuming same thing goes with meetings, trying to make themselves virtual or rescheduling those as well. So good job for all those people that we need in this industry. And then some more benchmarks were put out by uh, STR. Uh, we had talked earlier about the occupancy here in Orlando is, is hovering around 14%. To compare us to the rest of the U.S., it's about 21.6%. So we're a little bit below that. Uh, they also said that Canada as a whole for the country, their occupancy is at 12.8% and that 12% of the U.S. hotel rooms are closed, so uh, unable to be used. So I thought I thought that number would be higher, uh, the 12%. I feel like in Orlando, Joe, do you remember what they said in the... Uh, in the Visit Orlando webinar? I think they said 35,000 rooms. That it right? was a lot. I can't remember the exact number. There's a lot of statistics that were thrown out there. Um, but we did post the, the whole presentation, so I can go back and, and check that. I think that is what it was. And I will say, I've seen even just the past week after that webinar happened with Visit Orlando of more hotels closing. So there were hotels that mm -hmm. have been remaining open this whole time, and they finally just shut their do doors yeah, late last week. Rosen was one of them, if I'm correct. Okay. I think all of their um, I know... Our friend Susie Brady, she's a GM of two hotels for Add One Global, and those shut down 
Thursday last week. Mm-hmm. On her anniversary. <laughs> Did you read that? It was on her anniversary. Of course. Why not? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. She's like, well, I did a, I did a successful year. There it is. <laughs> I love her perspective on everything, though. She, um, she's a very funny person. Um, just, just watching everything, very humorous. But I love her perspective on things. She's, she's doing a great job. Well, you and her are very similar because you both jumped off the Hyatt Regency Orlando. <laughs> I was going to see where you're taking that. I'm like, yes, but why? <laughs> <laughs> and you survived, yes. Yes, we both jumped off. Yes, we both survived that, and now we're here. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Orlando Sentinel mentioned that airport traffic is down 97%. Sounds about right. I mean, almost no one's flying unless you absolutely have to at this point. Rosen College and presumably all of UCF uh, has posted that they're going to go all online for the summer semester. Is that correct, Selena? Yeah, so Rosen College did announce that. So all their sessions, summer A, B, C, and D are all online for the entire summer. That's really long for me. That's super far, but I understand why they're doing it. So we'll see if all the other colleges jump in on that as well. Well, but for now, that I just can't imagine all the things I didn't like orientation. How is that going to happen? Rush for like, how is anything going to happen? But it's fine. We're all going virtual. <laughs> Hopefully, for not too much longer. All right. Also, uh, the Greek life is the most important thing right now. We got to have our sorority fraternities. <laughs> yeah. It's very critical. All right. SeaWorld CEO resign. I don't really have any news on why, or I don't think anything was mentioned there, but that news did come out this week. They did say that um, he resigned to be, after five months of being there because he disagreed on something with the board. So he had a disagreement and resigned. All right, Carolyn Durant, a follow-up on uh, her, I guess she's making, what are they called, mass? Hospital yeah, masks? they're called masks. Masks? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't put them on newborns. Do, do not put them on newborns. That's correct. But she has announced that she raised seven hundred and eighty dollars. It's probably gone up now since that because I got that on Monday. But she's raising money. What is the money going to, Selena? Do you know? I don't know, Joe. Do you know? I think it's just going to future materials and being able to continue to produce all of these all this equipment that people are needing at this time. It's cool because she has her Venmo up there that you can, even if you don't need a mask, even if you don't have materials to donate, you can still be a part of the change that she's created. So really cool that she has that up there um, and able to, to provide that to everyone. All right. A Universal announced that they will stay closed until May 31st. That's the first... That was crazy when I saw that. Yeah, that's the first theme park in Orlando to announce that far out. Disney was just temp- or closed indefinitely, but... Universal is saying at least May 31st. So if we do the math, that's like 50 days from now. That's right. half of as long as it takes for you not to not be able to go on a cruise, right? Wasn't Ashley, didn't you say it was 100 days? You can't go on a cruise for 100 days after Yeah, I think that over? just actually came out um, early this morning where it, ba- or actually over the weekend, um, where it basically said that's their recommendation. Um, but most cruise industry you know, when that kind of news comes out, they always adhere to guidelines like that because it is such a safe industry as far as, you know, trying to adhere to all the USPH guidelines and doing everything to make sure that they're always obviously following health regulations and everything that fits into this criteria. So, I mean, yeah, that takes us till about July, which from working in the cruise industry, I just really can't imagine. Um, The crew comes from, at least when I worked for Disney Cruise Line, 70 plus countries. So trying to coordinate all of that travel and with different companies that have multiple ships, I mean, I can only imagine the coordination going into that. Brandy Gar, who's going to be a guest on our show in a couple of weeks, she met or she announced the Above and Beyond Foundation. So actually, um, she launched a virtual planner. So it's called 
Blush Virtual Planner or BVP. It came out last week and it's basically social distancing approved planning. So anybody who's currently planning their weddings, even though you can't currently meet with your vendors or your planner or any of that, she's launched this entire platform, which um, they're showing some sneak peeks of on their social media. So you can see what it is, but basically they're giving away, I think a a code, a discount code for $25 off. It's a subscription model somehow, but your subscription, um, she's partnered with the above and beyond foundation, which is basically from every subscription, $25 is going through the month of April is being donated to that charity. And that's a volunteer-based organization where 100% of the donations go to employees. And this, she chose above and beyond because it's specifically for hospitality. So she launched this program, partnered with them, and this program, so if you want to look up above and beyond, they're providing $500 urgent grants for hospitality industry employees that are affected by COVID. That was really amazing, the partnership, but also how quickly her team worked to put this together. So if you want to look it up, go to blushvp.com, or we'll talk to Brandy soon about it to get more details. Yeah, she was really excited to come on the show and tell us all about that. So uh, in two weeks, we'll have her on the show. It's amazing. I mean, all the things everyone's doing to change how they work, this by far is, wow. Like, how did you create an entire system platform? It's really cool. So. We also wanted to talk about some of the t-shirts uh, that are being put out. There's three different parties, I guess you could say, that are putting out t-shirts to support the industry. Uh, you heard about earlier in the show the one from Still Serving. There's also Orlando, is it Orlando Merchandise? Is that the group, Selena? We're going to go with it. Yep, okay. Orlando Merchandise is putting out shirts. The shirts are $25. $10 is going to whatever the group is that the shirt is about. So if it's Orlando Weekly, if it's a particular restaurant, if it's uh, the bungalow or whatever, if you buy that shirt, $10 is going to that as well as $2 is going to... Second Harvest. Second Harvest, yes. (laughs) $10 of each shirt is going to the restaurant or business and then $2 is going to Second Harvest. And then also NACE is doing a shirt? Yeah, so NACE is doing a shirt for the industry. So it's not NACE exclusive or NACE specific, but they're posting the links about it. Um, Ilea should be posting about it as well. And it's a support hospitality shirt. So again, it's a nice design, different colors. It's just one design versus Orlando merch that has a bunch. And 100% of the proceeds of the shirt are going again to Second Harvest of Central Florida. And the reason why everyone's choosing Second Harvest, I'm just going to throw it out there. If you go and see their statistics of how much more food requests they need, and also how donations are down during this time, it's a dire need for our Central Florida community. So this is why we're all trying to step in and pitch in as much as we can, because they are sharing how typically, you know, during this time they have donations, like dollar donations that are going in. And right now there's a drop in that. So this is why we're all stepping up to help. So if you got kids at home, Morgan Hunter is putting together cookie packets. Now this looks fun. They're doing uh, Frozen. Do you have to have kids? No. Get those away. Okay. <laughs> They're so fun. So again, somebody be had me a cookie. <laughs> um, you decorate them yourself. So what it, there's two different designs and two different uh, dates to stream, um, but they're live workshop kits. So you pre-order this box. It's delivered to you or shipped to you, depending on where you are. And then there's a certain day and time that you can go live, live and watch their stream. So the spring workshop is on this Friday, the 17th. And then the Olaf workshop is on Sunday. And basically she's on Zoom and she's showing you how to decorate and how to use and how to do. She gives you all the tools in the box. 
Um, so it's really exciting to see, again, somebody creating something completely new. So Joe, you can do that. I believe in you. It could be a date night. Don't for Paul's me. Birthday. Paul's I'm birthday is, like, hey, is Monday. Was it one on Monday or is it just on Sunday? So they're live on Friday and Sunday okay. on the specific workshops, but you can watch them on replay. So if you're not free at that date and time, like Sunday, I know most of America has Easter now. Never mind. That was last weekend. Sunday is my Easter. <laughs> so if you're not able to watch it live, she'll still have it recorded so you could watch it at your own leisure. Well, the moment we all have been waiting for, we have Ashley Germano on the show today. Hi, Ashley. Hi there. Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? What have you been up to while you've been in quarantine? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to stay as busy as possible. It's obviously been really nice hanging out with my family and uh, something new that I've been doing that's been in my house for over a year, um, but it took me the quarantine to get going was the Peloton. Um, So that's been my new hobby, which I guess it's better than anything else since it's (laughs) a workout. Um, I'm, I'm actually really missing the gym and never thought I would say it, but that structure of actually attending a class versus a home workout is just something I really can't explain. So I've been doing that, you know, the typical organizing, cleaning, I have the occasional coloring book, Lego set, things like that. So but the really cool thing for me, at least has been actually having the time to catch up with my friends that are all over the world, that we usually always miss each other because of the time zone differences and things like that. So that's been highlight. I just want to step in and say I'm coming over to Ashley's house. She has a hairdresser in a Peloton bike. Like, what else? Legos? That's as it. As soon as it's the social distancing over, you yeah. can all come. <laughs> you, you should have, like, a secret... Like a luxury spa. Yeah, like a secret underground spa that people can visit <laughs> you, right? We'll call it the speakeasy spa. <laughs> there you go. So how did you get started in the industry? Can you give us kind of a background on, on you? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I was obsessed with organizing and planning. And when it came time to choosing where I wanted to go to college, I basically ruled out anywhere that didn't have an event or hospitality program. And I really secretly knew I wanted to be in Florida. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. Um, I just love the weather here. And we came to Disney almost every single year for vacation. So I had a soft spot for Orlando, graduated from Rosen College in 2015. Um, While I was in college, I was dancing professionally at Universal Studios. I was a competition dancer growing up, so that was really fun for me to be able to do that for my first job. Um, And then I ended up working in the event industry on a couple of different temporary assignments with them while I was still in school. And I actually was an intern with Visit Orlando as well where I also was able to work in weddings and corporate events. And a fun fact is that I actually worked for Buckaloo Hospitality a couple times um, while I was at Rosen College, just to get some more experience. And I always think that's funny now that I know you professionally in the industry. One of our best staff ever. (laughs) Um, And once I graduated, I did a Disney college program in food and beverage, and then a professional internship with Disney's Fairytale Weddings. And then I went over to Disney Cruise Line that I mentioned earlier and was actually on the ships. I was on the Disney Dream Magic and Fantasy for a year and a half as the crew activities manager. So that role is basically the cruise director, but for the crew members. So there's 1,500 of them on the ship that I was working on. Um, And 
basically was responsible for making sure that, you know, they have a good balance between social life and work life. Because when you're working 80 plus hours a week, no days off for four, six, eight months at a time, you know, everyone's missing their family and friends. And so that was a really fun job. And I loved that a lot. But once I came back to Orlando, I was most recently the director of events for the AutoNation Cure Bowl. And most recently, um, have been working for three different restaurants on iDrive in Sand Lake. That's all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a whirlwind of a career thus far, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been all fun. <laughs> What's the third restaurant? It sounds like a good time. So I was with Maggiano's actually in between my professional internship working with the Disney Cruise Line. There was a little bit of a break there, and I was that's when I was working with Melina. Actually, I was the banquet coordinator, and she was the banquet sales manager at Maggiano's, and then Pop Dotty Burger Bar, and most recently American Social. So you've had an array of experience in the industry. Is there something else? Yes, you have a job, but is there something like a goal, a five, 10 year plan? Do you want to stay in restaurants or venues or, you know, are you interested in going like entertainment, hotels, anything? Where's your future at? Yeah. Um, so I actually, I'm also a contractor with the Disney company at the moment. So I actually work with the entertainment team for all of their grand openings and press events. So most recently, that was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I've done the grand opening of Toy Story Land, um, Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge. And so I absolutely love that kind of work. I mean, that has been so much fun for me. Um, It's, you know, contract work, so it comes here and there, but I would love to, you know, get that on my radar for something that could be, you know, long-term, large-scale projects. I mean, I've always had a bucket list of doing something like the Grammys or the Olympics or something like that. So having that local experience with Disney has really been awesome, and I'm looking forward to all of that kicking off again. So I know that you've traveled a lot, especially, you know. This is my question. <laughs> I know where you're going. This is going to be know my where question. I'm going. What's your favorite place that you've been to already? So I, this is such a hard question. When I worked for Disney Cruise Line, I spent two months basically living in the Mediterranean and I had the absolute best time of my life over there. But I would say my favorite because it's a trip that I planned on my own terms with my own itinerary. And I'm a huge foodie. If you didn't know that I have a food blog, I plan my trips around food and I've had the best experiences um, when I went to Hawaii most recently and Iceland, which was about a year and a half ago. Can you tell us a little bit more about that food blog? My food blog is called Ashtag Foodie. <laughs> it definitely helped me whenever I told, I don't even know that I told Ashley that I was going to Iceland, but she heard the word Iceland in her room and she like beelines over and she's like, here's the itinerary that you need. These are the restaurants that you have to visit. Try this, <laughs> try this. Like this is where you have to go. And she was right. Like everything that she told me, like 100% was things that. That makes I me so happy. <laughs> could not live without. Yeah, no, you're definitely on point when, with your recommendations. Have you kept track of how many countries you've gone to? Well, I actually have this map behind me. Um, I know you guys can see it, but um, it's a podcast. So um, I I try to pin everywhere that I've been. I haven't actually um, counted, but I would say if I had a guess, it would probably be over 20 or 25, just based on like the islands and everything too. Because, you know, when you're on a cruise ship, um, in the Caribbean, there's plenty of different island stops and things like that. But I'll make it a goal while I'm in quarantine, since I don't have too many plans to count, and I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> so there's a actually there's an app called Ben B E E N, 
and it'll you can go continent by continent and put in the countries that you've been to and it'll tell okay, you the percentage of of countries that you've been to in the world and like you feel like you've been to a lot of places you're like yeah this is great and then it's like I know and I don't know if that will put me in a good mood with the current situation I feel like I'm gonna want to book a trip and go somewhere right away so that's exactly what happened so for the world I've been to six percent of the world but that's 15 countries I'm gonna download that today so I'll let you guys know yeah all right. So before the show, you were telling us about a trip that you're planning. Yeah. So my boyfriend is from Sicily. Um, we met working for Disney Cruise Line about three years ago. His parents still live there and he actually lives in the UK with his brother. So we were all planning on meeting up in Italy and going to Lake Como and Florence and Sicily to see his parents um, with my parents. I had already been, but we were going to bring them along. And unfortunately, it's not looking too good for our trip that we have planned but I do think it's pretty amazing to see how all the airlines are being so accommodating and just the industry as a whole from what I'm seeing is really doing their best to make sure that everyone reschedules instead of cancels Um, so we will definitely go back just have to figure out when all right well thank you so much for uh, stopping by hopefully you can stick around for the rest of the show Uh, we're going to go into some of the events that we have coming up this week and we'll start off with just events group They're doing a Netflix movie night. The movie is Julie and Julia. It's about Julia Childs and cooking. Okay, so have I seen it? Is this old? I've seen it already. It's older. Okay. Yeah, you should have seen it. So yeah, it's part of the Netflix party thing. So they'll send you a link so everybody can watch it together. And that's today at three o'clock. Today at three o'clock. So how does that work? You just, like literally everyone's watching the same scene at one time? I think so. I haven't tried Netflix. just like comment about it or something? Yeah, I think that's how it works. MPI Global is doing their G Midday, which is 12 hours of education, and it's highlighted by an industry town hall. Um, I know it's full day. I believe it's from 7 to 7 Eastern, maybe. Okay, what number is that? 6? It's from 6 to 6? I know it's 12 hours. You have to register to attend, but it is free for anyone to watch it. And you can jump in and out. They have an entire agenda so you can see what's going on when and if you want to participate or not. At some point throughout the day, there's this part where we're trying to break a Guinness World Record of the most people attending a webinar at the same time. I think it's part of GMIT Goes Global or Goes Virtual. MMB in Canada came up with the idea, maybe. Do you know Um, what the record is? I do not know what the record is, but I'm sure they might say it. It's only 30 minutes of the entire 12-day part, so you just have to be on and present during those 30 minutes. Again, everything you have to register for. There's some really great content. I know locally, Nicole Friedemaker is speaking on something, so that's exciting to see that she'll be broadcasted around the world. Everybody should do it because it's free. It's all day. You're going to get CEUs for it. Yeah, 12 CEUs. That's pretty good. Right, and then, Selena, you might be right about the seven o'clock because when you said Eastern, I was like, yeah, that's probably right because they're global out of Texas, so that's an hour behind. So I, I think you're right. I think it is seven to seven. Yes, it is. That's what it is on my calendar. You want to tell us about Florida Citrus Sports? Yes. So Florida Citrus Sports usually has chalk talk where they have a coach come in and talk to you, and it's usually at I forget the name of it, Camping but World? it's usually at the Camping World Stadium. But they're doing it virtual. So again, tomorrow at noon, so you can step out of GMIT if you want to and come watch this. It's a virtual chalk talk with Mike Norvell, who um, is the Florida State head coach. Florida State football head coach. Thank you. Yes, football. So you can hear firsthand. (laughs) Sports ball. Sports ball. Some kind of sport. Who knows? Um, But it'll have his experience, but then also a Q&A session with guests. 
so you can participate in this as well. So to find it, I would just look on Facebook, or if we post about it, you'll see it there too. But it's Virtual Chalk Talk with Mike Norbell. I think it was really popular, the uh, links that you put out last week. So hopefully... You can do that. Yeah, again. so I'll be doing that again. Yeah. Okay. So I'll post it. Um, in lieu of posting jobs every week, I'm going to be posting webinars. We're going to talk about them, some of them here as well, but there's so many more. So I'll post all of those on the Facebook group. The fairy webinar mother, I guess. Fairy. Yeah. Let's mother. go with it. All right. Happy hour with Victoria Angela. This is still going on. It's a Zoom. You just have to register for it. She has, so it's Victoria Angela Photography. This is the fourth one she's putting on in a row. And if you've seen any of the posts before, there's great attendance of people who attend. And this is basically, she says, no pajamas are allowed. And it gives you an excuse to actually get dressed up for something, even though you're just on a Zoom. So they have a fun night of comfort and connection through Zoom. MPI is doing a coronavirus dialogue series on cybersecurity and events. But this one on cybersecurity and events is so important now since so many of us are going virtual. They're all they're free and they all include clock hours of education. And it's so this one specifically is Wednesday at 11 a.m. They're always on Wednesdays. That's one thing I've learned with this series. So every Wednesday they have education. I think it's webinar Wednesday, right? That's the tagline. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Shannon Tarrant is doing her office hours again. And this week she has a topic called your online listings. If If you didn't get chance to visit her in off hours. She's also doing a webinar about referrals the very next day on Thursday at 10 a.m. Joe, do you know anything about the Ladies Networker? I know that I can't go because it's on April 16th, which I'm really sad about, but that's okay because I get to celebrate with Paul. So I got the email yesterday. It's going to make me ear a little faster. To, we have, okay, so Ladies Networker is going to be Thursday, April 16th at 5 p.m., obviously through Zoom as well. So um, Michelle Brooks just says that she missed seeing everybody, everybody's faces, and she's thinking about everyone during this time. It, it is a good time for us to get together. Feel free to bring your own beverage or snack. Can't wait to see you all. So that will be Thursday evening at 5 p.m. via Zoom. You'll just get the meeting ID, so reach out to Michelle Brooks. And the last event we have for this week is our DJ Rocks Backstage Pass. So every Thursday, our DJ Rocks is going live around 7.30 p.m. And it's a backstage pass so that you can meet the team, interact with them, ask any questions, etc. They're always a lot of fun. They use the platform really well with how they break out how you see the speakers, how you see the content, how you see videos, etc. So it's really, I would just jump in and watch one of them. All right. And the final event we have coming up in a couple of weeks, Joe and Selena have been feverishly working on, uh, along with the other Florida MPI chapters, on a four-chapter event. Do you want to tell us a little bit about where that's at? It's online. It's virtual. <laughs> um, but what I can tease at this moment is that a, the first one takes place Thursday, the 23rd at 10.30 a.m. So be sure to look at something coming up from all of us. This uh, education series is called MPI Florida Connects Education Series. We have at least four scheduled and might go on further past that. It's free for anyone to attend. You just have to register. What I would recommend is make sure you're following all four of the MPI Florida chapters on social media so that you can make sure that you get this information once it comes out. The way I understand it is each chapter is bringing a speaker to the table and it's going to be over four is it four or six different weeks? So currently, yes, each chapter has one is how we started off. And then we'll see how it goes on further because the good news is we have more speakers than we have chapters, if that makes sense. So for example, some chapters have two or three different speakers that want to dedicate and donate their time 
to all of us. So we'll see how it goes. So you said the first one's on the 23rd. And which, do you know which chapter it is? Orlando. All right, we're going to wrap up the show now. We do want to tell you about a couple of guests we have coming up. Next week, we're going to bring on Debbie Andrews of Party Planner Network. And then the following week, we'll have Brandy Gar, Blushed by Brandy Gar, on April 27th. I think that's it for us. Thanks so much for having me. It was great seeing you guys via video. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you all. Hope you have a great week. All right. Thank you, guys. You are listening to Swag and Repeat. Repeat. The voice for Orlando's meeting and event industry.